everybody. Welcome back to a special edition of the Behind the Birds podcast. Just me, Donovan, here tonight. Um, just doing a little Q&A. We haven't really done a full-size Q&A in a pretty long time. A lot's happened since the last time we've done a proper Q&A. You know, Carson Wentz has continued to struggle. Doug Peterson finally pulled him out of the game. Jalen Hurts is now the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles for the future. You know, maybe this, you know, just this season or, you know, we'll see what he could do. Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman have kind of been on the hot seat, I believe, since the last time we've had a Q&A. I don't think we've talked about it on a Q&A yet. But, you know, a lot's happened since the last Q&A, so I figured I would come. You know, I didn't get to uh, be on the last podcast with the rest of the guys. So I also wanted to give a little of my analysis on – the last, the last game against the New Orleans Saints. Um, so I'll get right into it. So, I mean, as we all know, the Philadelphia Eagles have gotten their first win in four, in four weeks. They were on a four-game losing streak. They, they beat the New Orleans Saints 24-21 to behind Jalen Hurts in his first NFL start in the NFL. And, I mean, what can you say? I mean, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to be impressed by. Jalen Hurts, the start off, he played actually really good game. You know, in terms of turning the ball over, he did a pretty good job. I mean, he had the he had the fumble, but I was really impressed. I mean, I was I was hoping he wasn't going to turn the ball over as much as I expected, and he did he did just that. Uh, he didn't throw any interceptions. Didn't really make any poor throws. I mean, he was smart with the football. There was times where he scrambled out of the pocket and nothing was there. He just threw it away, or he tried to make a play out of his play out of it with his legs, which was really impressive, which was really exciting to see. You know, the pass the pass rush would get to him, especially in the second half. New Orleans' pass rush would get to him, and he would try to make a play. But if if there wasn't anything there, he would throw it out, and that's something that Carson Wentz struggled with. He tried to play hero ball a little too much, and we all know that. And that was a kind of a refreshment to see from Jalen Hurts because we've kind of been used to Carson Wentz all season and the, the, the woes that he's produced. But, you know, Doug Peterson's coaching was up and down. I mean, yeah, a win is a win. And his coaching was a lot – was better with Hurts than it was with Wentz. But there was still some questionable decisions – one of them that comes to mind is the uh, the handoff on fourth and second, on fourth and two. I believe it was in the first quarter. I believe it was in the first quarter, and they ran a shotgun uh, fourth and two handoff to Miles Sanders, and it looked like to me it was kind of a read option, but I'm not sure what the Eagles had in mind there. I don't know what Jalen Hurts had in mind there, but it's just like you kind of knew it was happening, you know? Like, there was no creativity in that play, and that just, that's just been the story of Doug Peterson's offense and how he's ran this offense for you can, make, you can make the argument since the Super Bowl year, since after the Super Bowl year. There's just been no creativity. There's been nothing to improve the overall play calling and offense that will put these players in a better position to succeed. And that's been the story with Doug Peterson these last – two years you could say and mostly mostly this year but two years in my opinion you could say because even last year I think he's a little questionable on the play calling but you know it is what it is the defense 
played a lot better than what I thought they were going to play. And, yeah, I mean, overall, the defense just – it was a very good showing from the defense. And the defensive line especially, Javon Hargrave had a terrific game once again. I mean, the last couple of, the last couple of games, Javon Hargrave, you know, the first half of the season, you can make the case that wasn't really worth that contract. And you could blame Howie again for another bad contract from a mediocre player. And it's starting to look like they kind of – you know, maybe struck out on this this player. You know, he could be a complimentary piece on the other side of Fletcher Cox. So I, I, I really have liked what Javon Hargrave has been doing. Fletcher Cox has been showing why he's probably the second best interior defensive lineman in the league behind Aaron Donald. Brandon Graham has continued to, to apply pressure all over the place, even though, you know, despite this season, yeah, he's gotten – the numbers, but you know, in past season, he doesn't really get the numbers, but he's always there. Brandon Graham is always there. He's always been there. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Brandon Graham as well. Um, the, the Alex Singleton can ball, you know, he's, he's a baller. I mean, just, he's all over the place. You see Alex Singleton everywhere. The secondary's banged up, you know, unfortunately Rodney McLeod, you know, torn ACL, MCL, uh, out for the season. That's really unfortunate. He's kind of been the defensive leader for this team, especially in the secondary. You know, now with without Malcolm Jenkins there, he, Rodney's kind of been that leader that Jenkins once was, which is which was really tough to see. You know, him go out with that injury. But um, Darius Slay also went down. Avante Maddox also went down with injuries. I believe Avante Maddox will not play on Sunday. I believe they already said that Avante Maddox is not going to play Sunday. Um, Slay, I don't think they've given an update on, but hopefully he can get out there and play because DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, who's, who's going to be able to cover DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, Christian Kirk, you know, these are good wide receivers. These are good receivers that they have, that, that this Arizona team has. Plus Kyler Murray, the, another weapon. I mean, he can use his legs. He can throw the ball to anywhere. He can make any throw. Kyler Murray is special. But, you know, again, I was really impressed of what this Eagles team did on Sunday. And it was really encouraging to see the offense just seemed to – what I wasn't – and also I want to get back to another Doug Peterson um, decision. Travis Fulgham only plays 11 snaps. I don't know why. I don't know how. but. Alshon Jeffrey is getting more snaps than Travis Fulgham. And it doesn't make sense to me. The only way I could see this turning out is if they're playing Alshon Jeffrey as many snaps as they are to try to get him his stock up so that some team in the offseason can offer them a day three pick, like a fifth round, fourth, maybe even a fourth round pick. Who knows? Maybe some sucker will throw in a fourth round pick for him who needs a wide receiver, like, I don't know, New England or something like that. But I think they're trying to improve his stock, maybe to trade him in the offseason. And then next season, you know, they'll get Fulgham more involved when, when Alshon is gone. That's the, only, that's the only positive I can think of. But if, if not, that's just, again, that's just, what do you, it, that's another kind of thing that Doug's done that just has made no sense. So. You know, hopefully Fulgham is more involved in the offense, is playing more in the offense soon, 
maybe next season, you know, maybe he's a, he's a, he's a big part of this offense next season because the guy is talented. I mean, that I don't necessarily think that that four game stretch was a fluke. I, you know, I mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks ago. The guy has talent, but you know, a little, a, a bit of the drops has kind of hampered him a little bit. He's, he's kind of dropped some passes the last couple of weeks, but he's a talented guy and he needs the snaps because if, you know, in Detroit, he didn't get that much playing time and that's why he was cut. And he, he was on the practice squad. The Eagles called him up to the practice from this practice squad. You know, he needs in-game action. He needs as much in-game action as possible for him to succeed. So I think Fulgham has to get more snaps while also trying to get Alshon stock up, which is going to be something that Doug has to figure out how to do, you know, which I think, I think is not necessarily a bad thing. I think if Alshon plays and plays decent, I think that could help the Eagles more than, than hurt them because one, you're getting production out of somebody Two, you're possibly getting a draft pick out of that player in the off season because, you know, you've seen what he could do. He's decent. Yeah. He's not completely washed up. So, so yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, I was really, again, I was really impressed with the overall team um, on Sunday. It was, it was really nice to see. It was refreshing to see. It was the most fun I've had watching the Eagles pretty much all season, probably since week one where we didn't know what to expect, but it was really fun to see. And um, just like that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some of the questions that we have for this podcast. Um, this one, first one, if Doug has little to say in personnel, who's to say he ever wanted Wentz as his quarterback? That's a really good question. Um, I think that's, that's actually a very good question because Doug and Wentz came to this organization at the same time. The year 2016, Chip Kelly was fired. Sam Bradford was still on the team at the time, but I'm sure Doug wanted a new direction. You know, if you're, if you're a football head coach coming from Kansas city, especially um, at the time, which was a high powered offense, you would kind of want somebody other than Sam Bradford. And my guess is that Doug wanted Wentz, Doug wanted either Wentz or Goff, but he wanted to trade up to get one of, uh, one of those two. And Cleveland was the team to that was willing to pull that trigger. Now, Wentz was a guy coming out of North Dakota State where he didn't play a lot of competition. But Doug, my guess is that Doug really liked him. You know, he, he was a big quarterback, big physical quarterback who could make pretty much any throw. So, I mean, I would figure that Doug wanted Wentz in 2016, you know, coming in as a new coach in Philadelphia, starting brand new, starting fresh. You want a new franchise quarterback because I think we all knew, even Doug Peterson knew that Sam Bradford wasn't the answer. Sam Bradford wasn't what Philly wanted. So, I mean, that that's what, you know, drafting Wentz, trading Bradford for a first round pick. That's pretty much what, what that was all about. So what do you do with Carson Wentz right now? That's another interesting one. I'm sure the guys have talked. I'm sure the guys talked about it on the last podcast. I think it all depends. You know, I mean, we gotta we gotta see. One game shouldn't decide what you do with Carson Wentz. 
Jalen Hurts has to continue to show signs that he is a franchise quarterback and he has to show signs that he's improving because, you know, there is some things that Jalen Hurts has to improve on, you know, his throw, his throwing down the field, his deep accuracy, you know, his, his throwing in the pocket, he has to improve on that. And if he could show that he's improved on that, I think there's no doubt that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback going into next season and in the future. And you build your team around Jalen Hurts. And in terms of Carson Wentz, I think, in the offseason, if Jalen Hurts can show you what we all want him to show everybody in the, in the next three games, in the last three games of the NFL season, then I think the Eagles have to explore trading Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has a tradable contract. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a cuttable contract. He has a tradable contract where you could trade him and you wouldn't necessarily lose anything. Um, a team like Indianapolis would make the most sense, being that Frank Reich is the head coach. Phillip Rivers is on a one-year deal getting up there in age. He's 40-something years old. The pieces they have around him, you know, Jonathan Taylor, um, young running back like that, Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, you know, they have the weapons that Wentz would need. Wentz would fit in that offense really well with Frank Reich because, to be honest with you, I think Wentz – and Frank Reich had that connection that both of them miss. You know, they, they, they probably both miss each other, playing for each other, playing with each other. You know, Frank Reich was a, a great mentor to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has mentioned this before. You know, he's, he loves Frank Reich. Frank Reich loves Wentz. I think it would make a lot of sense. And I think a team like Indianapolis are a team where they're very close to a, uh, being a Super Bowl contender. We, we are seeing what they're doing right now with Phillip Rivers, who – is a kind of rock in the pocket. You know, he can't move, really. So if they get a guy like Wentz to, to, to add on to this team, to, this, to that defense as well, that underrated defense, I think, I think Indianapolis could, could possibly be a Super Bowl contender, sneaky Super Bowl contender. So I think it would make sense for, for both sides, you know, Philadelphia to get another draft pick. And I think, I think listen, the difference between the Bradford – contract and the Bradford trade and the Wentz trade. Yeah, it's different. Okay. Bradford was on a two-year deal and it was a, it was a lot more manageable to trade him because he wasn't on a max deal or he wasn't on a crazy contract. However, if we're talking skill level, there's a big skill gap, skill gap between Sam Bradford and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz hasn't showed it this year, but Carson Wentz is a lot better than Sam Bradford. Sam, uh, Carson Wentz at his peak, Carson Wentz at his best, is better than Sam Bradford ever was at his best. So that tells you everything you need to know. Carson Wentz can get you a second-round pick. He could possibly even get you a first-round pick, depending on the team. I think a late first-round pick would be ideal. You know, a team like Indianapolis, who right now at the season ended, would have, I believe, the 23rd pick in the NFL draft. I think that would make the most sense to me, is that you trade Carson Wentz to Indianapolis for the 23rd pick, or even a second round pick, maybe even get multiple picks. You know, you never know. You know, trades, wild trades have happened. We've seen it last season, off season with DeAndre Hopkins getting traded for a second round pick. I mean, if you can get a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, geez. But, you know. Um, and then we'll go to another question right here. What would it mean for Jalen if he led the Eagles to the playoffs, maybe winning? I think it would be... I mean, obviously, I mean, that's a pretty easy question. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, it would mean a lot, I mean, to get Jalen Hurts and these young players some playoff experience. 
I think that would be beneficial to this team. Now, should they? I mean, that's another question that I have coming up that I'll answer a little bit more. But getting Jalen Hurts into the playoffs, that, that'll show you a lot about, one, this team, two, Jalen Hurts, and three, Doug Peterson. Because right now I, I see as Doug Peterson is kind of fighting for his job right now. So, I mean, if he could, if Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts can pull this off, went out the next three games and they would need some help because right now we're one and a half game back uh, first place. So they would need some help from Washington and New York to lose. So I think, you know, it's possible Arizona is a beatable team. I don't necessarily think they will win, but they are a beatable team. And then you have Washington, New York, the next two. I mean, I'm sorry, Washington and Dallas, the next two games. So I think those those two, especially are winnable games, and then you would have to probably win out to just be safe. So, you know, I think it would be huge for Jalen Hurts. to if, if Even if they win a playoff game, I mean, right now I think they would play Tampa Bay if the season ended. But I don't think they would win. But winning a playoff game for Jalen Hurts in his rookie year after – not starting a game until week 14, that's huge. That's, that's, that's big right there. And that'll show you a lot, and that'll give you a glimpse into the future of this team. So, yeah. Better, what's better, the draft pick or playoffs? Okay, so what he means by this is, would you rather get a high draft pick or make the playoffs? Now, me personally, I've said this on the podcast a couple of times, I would rather get the draft pick. And the ideal situation for me would be to get, you know, about the fifth pick. Because last week, before the, the New Orleans game, we had the fifth pick. And then Dallas won against Cincinnati, which gave us the fourth pick. And that was right before we, we played the Saints. Then we beat the Saints. Now we have the ninth pick. So in an ideal scenario, I would like the Eagles to get a top 10 pick. Maybe on the lesser half of the top 10, maybe the fifth, maybe even the sixth, seventh, and then trade down. Because if we're getting a new GM, even if we're not getting a new GM, draft picks are going to be beneficial for this team because we're in a cap, we're in a situation where our cap space is near the bottom of the NFL. We're going to be so over the cap and we have one of the worst cap situations in the league, if not the worst. So getting as much draft picks as possible is going to be key because you need to hit on those draft picks. You need to hit on those guys that are going to be on rookie deals that can help out on the team and be the future of the team. And you're going to need, you're going to need those guys. So I, I, think getting, I think getting the sixth, seventh, or eighth pick, trading down maybe at the 10th, 11th pick, you know, a team that needs a certain position and getting a guy, you know, you trade down get the 10th, 11th pick, a guy like Jalen Waddle is still going to be there. Devontae Smith might be, still be there. You know, I think getting one of those two guys at the 10th or 11th pick with trading down, I think that'll be, <laughs> that'll be huge for the Eagles. And getting another pick on top of that, maybe getting a few picks on top of that from a desperate team that needs somebody, I think that'll be, that'll be what, the, what I want the Eagles to do. So, so yeah. Um, we'll do one more question. Does this change your perception on Doug Peterson? Um, no, it does not. Now I said I mentioned this a little a little bit ago. 
Doug Peterson is fighting for his job. And it's really shown with this Jalen Hurts decision. And if Jalen Hurts and Doug Peterson can win out these three games or even make the division, you know, make the playoffs and win this division, I think Doug Peterson can pull it off. I really do. I think Doug Peterson can convince Jeffrey Lurie that, okay, I made the playoffs again. I won the division again with a quarterback controversy. Again, you know, the first time was Wentz and Foles, but this time, you know, you took a backup quarterback technically to a playoff, to the playoffs, and you made a run at the end of the season. You beat the number one ranked defense. You could possibly beat the Arizona Cardinals, who are one of the top ranked offenses in the league. I think that if the Eagles make the playoffs, I think Doug Peterson stays. Now, necessarily, do I want that? No because I think Doug Peterson's play calling again has been very, very suspect, not to, not just this season, but last season. And you can make the case, you know, after the Super Bowl year, it's been, it's been that way ever since Frank Reich left for Indianapolis. And I blame Josh McDaniels for that because Josh McDaniels had the Indianapolis job and at the last second he turned it down and that made Indianapolis call Frank Reich. So thank you, Josh McDaniels, for that. But, you know, I think – this doesn't change my perception on Doug Peterson um, because even, even during the new Orleans game, I mean, I, I didn't look at his plank calling and be like, wow, it's wow. It's totally different. You know, I think we saw a lot of the same play, you know, there was some plays here and there that are, that were different, but honestly that just showed me that Doug Peterson made no attempt to make Carson Wentz better than made Doug Peterson look better himself. So that's how I look at it. And, you know, in terms of where this team stands, this is one of the hardest teams to kind of predict where they are right now in the NFL. You know, are they a playoff team? Who Are they a divisional winning team in the worst division in football? Or are they just, you know, Jalen Hurts, nobody knew how to scout Jalen Hurts and it was kind of a one-time thing. Or Jalen Hurts will play decent in the next three games, but won't be enough to get them to a playoff run uh, or to the playoffs. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of questions that will be answered. And I think this week will a lot of questions will be answered because if the Eagles go into Arizona and they, they defend their home, home field uh, against New Orleans and back-to-back weeks against two of the top teams in the NFL – I think that'll answer a lot of questions, especially going into two games against Dallas and Washington, who are at the bottom half of the league, both of them. So I think this week will really answer a lot of questions. Are the Eagles actually contenders in this division or was it a fluke? So, you know, just like that, I mean, that's, 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 that's been all the questions that uh, we'll answer so far. And, um, appreciate everybody asking all the questions that they did. We'll do another Q&A soon. You know, hopefully all the guys will be here answer some of the some of the more questions that we have. I just figured we'd do this Q&A because you know, we haven't really done a Q&A and I can't remember the last time we've done one. I want to say either in the beginning of the season, like towards the beginning of the season or midway through the season. We did a full-blown Q&A. And a lot's happened, obviously, since then. So I wanted to do this Q&A. Um, hopefully, 
the next time we do a Q&A, we can get some of the fans on to the, to the call and actually ask us the questions. We can answer them on the call. So that would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's been it. Uh, it's been behind the birds podcast. I've been Donovan. You could follow me on Philly Eagles updates. You could follow Max who's not here on Eagles Intel. You could follow Nader who's not here as well on eagles.world. You could follow Jay on Instagram. Who's also not here. Uh, Eagles underscore empire. You can follow all of us on behind the birds podcast. Uh, Make sure you listen. Leave us five stars on Apple, Spotify, and that's it because those only two we use. We have some we have some things coming up. We have some guests coming up, uh, former Eagles players, analysts, guys like that. We've gotten some got some good responses from people who would be down to come onto the podcast. So that's that's pretty exciting. But yeah, just like that. Make sure again. Make sure you leave us five stars. Uh, get me to 10,000 followers for Phil Eagles updates. Uh, so yeah, that's been it. Thanks guys.